Welcome to the day's play on AFL Nation, where St Kilda has outlasted Sydney by 14 points in Lance Franklin's 350th game. Here's how our expert Dermot Brereton saw all of the action playing out. Okay, well, when I said before, if the, Saint, if the Swans really want to win, of course they want to win. But I'm saying, if you want to give yourself the best chance, and it's kind of like a tough line to tread, isn't it? Do we turn the best player of our generation into a decoy-ish type player? And if they seriously want to say, have we done everything to win a game of football... They'd have to say, no, we haven't done that. And that's probably what we should do. Because Lance, and, and, and then once again, we, we had a chat about this off air. Lance might be saying, no, I'm not going out and playing the bit part role. I'm going out my way. And no, I, I will play the key position. But when you've got a key position player now who, who jumps at the footy and rarely takes a, a, an overhead mark, well, he never really has, but... He just doesn't have the ability at ground level anymore. He doesn't have the sidestep. He doesn't have the jump. He doesn't have the pace. There's not a lot of tools to his game now. It's just his body mass if he gets a one-on-one. And quite frankly, if you play him in the goal square, most players, when they get the ball under pressure in league footy, are, for one reason or other, because it's league footy, under pressure, they go head straight up if they're half-facing forward head straight up and they look to their goals and you can basically draw a, a, a sort of like a casual line there and that's where the ball will go and that's where the defenders round him up as well you can tell from the song when it means a lot they'd <laughs> obviously set themselves for that with the trip to sydney the plan that they brought they've come from behind and that's a big moment in this st kilda team season dermot burton eight wins i mean that's a great launch now as they well they just they've just what would you call it you're around the the very very back of the track <laughs> maddie you oh, say I, reckon on the, there. I reckon they're at, at the school at the mooney valley <laughs> there you go yeah so there's just, they're, they're way out there they've got a half a season under their belt and they've got eight wins that's bloody good you know where they've come from um, they've adopted readopted a game style new to them for some years now but um, yeah, at quarter time we thought four games will win, four goals will win this. <laughs> but uh, yeah, they they're still able to score once fatigue sets into the game and a little bit. But yeah, they've got some weapons, but and not everything clicks. So they had to weak it out. They had to grind it out. At halftime, you you asked what were the things that needed to happen. Swans were doing all right. They just had to convert. They, once they got the ball in there, though, it's, you know, superiority for ground position, but they weren't converting once the ball got inside forward 50. And the Saints had – Jack Steele wasn't getting his hands on the footy and looked lame. King was running himself out of position and their clearance game was abysmal, the Saints. Well, third quarter, they were still abysmal at clearance, but they, they sort of were able to thwart the first – possession after clearance and then in the last quarter they actually won it but King and Steele after half time were two big wins they both turned around their first half form and were quite big factors in the way this game panned out. Mm. Max King kicked a game-high three goals as he continues to impress on his return, but both Dan Butler and Seb Ross could face MRO scrutiny for dangerous tackles. One of the best players on the night was Brad Crouch. Let's take a listen to his interview with us after the game. Brad, great to have you on AFL Nation. Congratulations. 
Thanks, guys. Appreciate it. It's uh, It felt like a really cleverly orchestrated plan that was pulled off beautifully. Well, what's your quick assessment of what unfolded? Yeah, yeah, it was. I think, um, you know, it wasn't a, a flash game. It wasn't, a, I don't think, a great spectacle. Um, but, you know, we came with a pretty good plan, we thought. And um, I thought even to half time, they, they probably had the better of us. And then we probably changed a little few little things at half time that really helped us in that second half. And we we sort of got on top of them late in that, in that uh, second half. Brad Dermot, Brandon here. Congratulations. Eight, up to eight wins now. That's fantastic. And you, you're right. It, it wasn't any masterpiece at quarter time. One, I think it was one goal to no score or two goals to no score. Um, and you, you scrapped it around a bit. But you were able to rest back momentum, wrestle back the momentum after they had a pretty good third quarter. Yeah, yeah, it was. You know, like we know that they're a bit of a they're a running side, and without without Parker and Mills and them, them big bodies, they were going to really test us with their run and carry. And I thought that you know we had this a big focus about coming forward and stopping their runners and turning flipping the ball over. And I thought we did that virtually all night. Um, you know, Blakey's been a super player for him. You know, we tried to nullify his influence and um, you know flip the ball over, get ourselves some chances, kicking some easy goals on the way back. It definitely wasn't too many easy goals, but um, we just felt like we, you know, it was a no-magic sort of performance. We just scrapped and fought, and I thought we tackled really well. Can I ask you, at quarter time, the Sydney Swans had taken, fair enough, they hadn't scored. They, they were zero zero zero. They'd taken 37 marks. Their total count for the night was 76. So they've only taken another 40-odd for the rest of the night. Did they change or did you change? Um, oh, a little, Maybe a little bit of both. I think, you know, we had a bit of a focus that, you know, if they were going to kick backwards and, and try and go around us, we'll let them get them ones at different times. Um, I think, you know, in the past couple of weeks, we've started to come forward a little bit and open us up a little bit from the back half. So we sort of sat back and let them do that a little bit. And you know, we knew that they want to get the corridor. So we're pretty, pretty intent on not letting them get the corridor and get their runners into place. So, um, you know, it was pretty well executed, I thought, and obviously not scoring a point in the first quarter, even though they took all the marks. We didn't feel like they really went anywhere. Yeah, I made a comment before you came on. Um, oh, look, I'm not trying to grease you up or anything, but I gave you a couple of votes, mate. So <laughs> I just said, <laughs> although Sydney had for most of the night until the last quarter, they had their way in terms of clearances. But one thing that's totally admirable on your account is you just keep turning up. You just keep getting to contests. You just keep getting to stoppages. Uh, a lot of times you, you'll see players arrive late at the stoppage. You're there on time every time. It's it's a hallmark of your game that you know your role and you get there and you just keep turning up. Yeah, yeah I think, you know, stoppage probably the best thing when, when Ross first turned up, he was, he was adamant. He just said, mate, I just want you to play your role. And um, For me too, it was probably a little bit of my dropping a few kilos and, and a little bit of weight for me. And, you know, I've, as I'm, I'm starting to get a little bit old, I'm 29 now as well. So I've, he sort of had a bit of a conversation with me and said, maybe that might help you get around the ground a little bit better than what you normally do. And um, I think it definitely had an impact. And um, the way we play as well, we want to you know, it's going to be a high energy, high work rate sort of game, and it's very physical. Like we're we're always putting, having to put a lot of pressure on, and you know, follow up. So it's not easy, but um, I'm loving it under Ross. Great.
Yep, there's some great stuff happening. Eight and four. Good on you, Brad. Thanks for your time tonight. Uh, enjoy the win. Thanks, guys. Appreciate it. AFL Nation is the place to be as we call every game of an extended King's birthday round of football. To finish the day's play, let's take a listen to the highlights of the match. Kicks the Saints high to full forward. One they got in the air. Filippo at the back, on the ground, banged it through. 30 metres out from the St Kilda goal. Smith's on 99. Siraj is bowling over the wicket to him. He plays through mid-wicket for his 31st <laughs> test century. A beautifully struck boundary. Helmet off, bat in the air. Max King with the resulting free kick directly in front. 30 metres out. Such set shots might be like gold tonight. And King hits the mark perfectly. Travis Head rocks back, late cut to the boundary for four. It's his fourth time through 150. What a remarkable batter the South Australian is proving to be at five. Sends it towards Franklin at right half forward. No mark, but Papley drums 50 metres out. His eyes light up, bounces it through. The first for Sydney. He salutes the crowd. That'll lift them. 45 metres out, one of the greats of the game. He's going to do it. He's going to be the fourth biggest goal kicker in VFL-AFL history in his 350th game. The story doesn't get any sweeter on a Thursday night. Kick inside 50, at the back hickey, falls to Papley. He's going to win it, get another one. Goulden flings it out of the pack to the teeth of goal. Franklin got it! He beats Wilkie in the one-on-one. Clean tried to fist it to Warner, and then in the end, it was picked up by Wicks, who dribbled it through. The Saints need a break. They've got a lucky one. Now Anthony Caminiti has to make the most of it. He comes around the corner and does just that. We go round the body here, opens up the angle, Butler, and puts it through. King puts it through. Quick start for St Kilda is second. King went to ground, picked himself up, picked up the ball, got it to Owen, step for goal, misses. Does he know? He snuck it in. He snuck it into the left goal post. Errol Goulden on approach, gets momentum, launches it. He is a prodigious kick. Ryan Clark's turn on the set shots. 35 metres out, right foot drop, punt, Clark has it online. Dan Butler around the corner. He's made pretty good contacts. That'll do. Steals kick to Owens, good mark taken, 55 metres out. So they trail by four, 16.30 left on the clock and encroaching over the mark was Golden who looks back and says, who me? And Owens will be taken to the goal square. So a goal, an easy one for St Kilda in the end. They have conceded the lead and might fall eight points down. Wanganeen Miller is a lovely kick and that is no exception. The Swarms are their own worst enemy in this final term. Can he find Franklin? Oh, across the front came Campbell. Picked the pocket of the legend. Pressure on the kick now. Braden Campbell meets his moment. King in the middle, tries to pick it up, was able to do that. Got it to Higgins who snaps and they get a seven point buffer. The game sits with a St Kilda sub. Cooper Sharman straight through the middle. St Kilda sink the Swans late. To Warner, confronted, overwhelmed. King measures it up and slots the perfect finish. His third. Rolling ball to Lloyd. Lloyd who eyes them up. It's looking good. It's going to be a consolation goal late in the piece. Whatever glimpse the Swans gave themselves with the incredibly lucky win over North Melbourne and the follow-up win over Carlton has been handed back tonight.
It's another close loss for Sydney at the SCG. For St Kilda, it latches them on to the top four again as they recover out of the bye from their stumbles. 14-point victors, the Saints, 12-8-80 to Sydney, 9-12-66.